up, guys. <laughs> oh, I just saw that text come in. Sorry, I was making ceviche. And Bob, oh. to your question that, um, about before Jason. I think that was mine. <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, uh, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I was making some ceviche. Oh, Jesus, this is going to be so fucking shit show. <laughs> uh, hold on. I got I hear Jay like 30 I, seconds I before I see his lips backdrop. move. I care about that. That's all right. Listen, you're looking at I'll show you what I'm making ahead. right now. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. the base right there. Fuck <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no. <laughs> I got this a is shit show here, 101 man. right now. What kind of what kind of fish are you using? That's Mahi Ben. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Cutbo. That's from Mexico. I mean, making ceviche no, tomorrow because we're having a uh, ruining people. I don't think he hears us. <laughs> I don't know that anybody knows what's going on right now. Yeah. I don't Anyways, even know, dude. What question? I think the, I think the best policy when you have five, six people on at the same time is if you start talking, just keep talking. Just keep talking. <laughs> and Steve better have already fucking hit record. That's all I know. <laughs> Rob's not going to make it. Rob's doing I might be doing a little work here too, guys. Rob, yeah, Rob's gone. Guys, <laughs> Dude, that is the funniest thing. All I see is Ben's lips moving and the Jay's talking and they're just talking. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So dude, how are you going to have to come up with some sort of ground rules? Like, okay. one well, person talks host. at a you're time. Supposed to be, you're supposed to be managing this. You guys are the professional, a a professional podcast. I thought you guys thing. could do this. <laughs> Oh man! I'm, it's I'm always trying best to, to put I'm forth to your best. I'm trying to put <laughs> why this is going on. There you go. Oh At God, least one of us dude. is making money. Oh, it's always it's always best to put your best foot forward when you got how are you, uh, one how are the, you the number one investors on. <laughs> this this is not ending. All right, folks, we are we are in the midst of a podcast. Can everybody hear me? Give me a thumbs up. Oh my gosh, dude. I don't think Jay can hear us. Jay can hear us? <laughs> I don't know. Steve's cutting in and out. Oh, my gosh, dude. Is that just me? Everywhere. Oh, my gosh, dude. Steve, your mic's cutting in and out. Oh. We're going to change the name. It's going to be S the SS oh, podcast. It'll be shit show shit instead show of strip pod. set. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I haven't laughed this hard in like literally like three weeks, man. Well, since the last time we did a podcast, dude, that is the funniest <laughs> shit I've seen in a long time. Shay and Ben, like, fuck you, well, I'm you guys... talking. No, I'm talking, fucker. No, I'm talking, you shithead. <laughs> Just keep going, dude. Just keep going. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, you guys got fancy mics. I I, I just have these things. That's how you do it. Yeah. No, you, ben, you, do, sound you have, do you have a microphone, Ben? You sound good. I sound okay are, with these. Do I look okay? It, like, Let me put on my hat. Cool, like the rest of these guys. 
Listen, we did there talk about the fact that 5280 Angler bought these microphones for all these prima donnas. So that's a good thing. <laughs> did we? And you know did what? We? He says, did we? Yeah, so this is a few years back, though. because of two things. A, they're smarter and more articulate. And B, they have I'm going to go grab a drink. <laughs> and he just gets up and leaves. All right. That works. <laughs> So My we, time's valuable here. What, what, what questions do you have for me? <laughs> he, he just well, I've got a I've got a semi fancy mic, oh my but God. I paid for this bitch. Wow, what's with the in the front? Does it muffle your spit? Is it like a mask? Yeah, that keeps that keeps, sound, that so keeps you from parts, like right? thumping when you're saying your P's and your close. T's and your S's and that kind of shit. <laughs> Otherwise, it can be like. You know, you do have sort of a good. Disc jockey voice, Scott. If this thing falls apart, you could totally work with KBCO. <laughs> no, it's not a disc jockey voice, but you might recognize my voice from my past career, such as "All right, gentlemen, let's put our hands together for Destiny on the main stage," <laughs> followed by Sunshine. Dude, well, Ryan Seacrest was kind of beat up the other day. You might be able to take his spot. Kind of. Why you think his nose is like over here? I don't know. I, everybody's swollen right now. Well, Scott's got a face for radio, so he's, he's definitely dead, do baby. that. That is true. Oh shit! Huh. We can't all right. look like the trout sniper. Damn straight, dude. So anyways, straight. Ben, Ben, you're coming over at four thirty tomorrow. Did I'll you get that? Through. Okay, so Ben, yeah, Dave and I went out and got the stuff. We're having a low. What do they call it? Seafood, seafood boil. Have you guys done that before? Hell yeah. You put the potatoes and the corn. Anyways, Dave's got this big like <laughs> pot that he uses to, bo- to cook his turkeys in, and he's coming over tomorrow. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. That's good shit. That is good shit. Yep. I just used, uh, I just used <laughs> my Lockwood. turkey fryer yesterday. What's that? How did it turn out? You the big pot with the propane flames. Oh, 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 that's the same thing Dave's got. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't fry a turkey in it. I scalded one so I could rip its feathers out so we could eat it tonight. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a, some- and it wasn't a turkey, it was a chicken. Oh. <laughs> was it something you raised in your backyard? Yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a turkey, it was a that's chicken. Cool. Well, we had two roosters and when I was up in Wyoming, they were fighting really bad and the wife was like you got to fucking do something with one of those roosters. So I grabbed the first one I could catch and slit its throat and fucking, I'm going to eat him tonight when we're done. <laughs> I'm kind of curious how that's going to taste. If it's going to be tough or gamey or. Oh no, it's good. good. It's <laughs> all good. I put Dude. him in, uh, I've had him on ice for three days, so it should be aged. Well, Dude, oh, wow. speaking of that right there, hold on. Don't say anything. Cause this is freaking hilarious. Rob Jay, has the floor. Were- Dude, when all I remember is talking to Tim Schoenborn one time fishing with him, and he was like, you know what that fucker Jay did yesterday? And I was like, what's that? And he says, that fucker went duck hunting without me. Comes showing up, says he <laughs> finds me. <laughs> no, fi- it says, I hey, yeah, I shot, some, I, shot some du- I shot a duck, but I don't know what kind <laughs> it is. And Tim's like, well, let me see it. Opens up the fucking back, and it's a seagull. No, 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 it's not what it was, no, no, that story's gotten twisted, that is not, I didn't know what it was, it looks like a seagull, I said, Tim, it looks like a seagull, what the hell did I shoot, it was a merganser, it was a merganser, 
Yeah, that story, <laughs> now it was a seagull. Story. That story changed a little bit, yeah. Man, I'm just shooting seagulls down there. Those vermin. And he said, yeah, yeah, Jay, that's uh, that's yeah, just I'll one of those white ducks. Go home and pluck that thing and uh, eat that thing up. White I duck. did eat it, and that was fine. He said Dude, it was I had taste, uh, like the, fish and the, shit. The one time I fished or I uh, went duck, we went duck hunting with Tim. We saw those mergansers, and I was like, damn, those are pretty birds. And he's like, yeah. you can't fucking hunt with me anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like <laughs> That was such a Why fun so day. Why so much hate got. for the mergansers? Oh, well. Huh. Well, so, Steve, you're leading the train, dude. What are you going to do an intro, <laughs> and then, uh, or are we just going for it right uh, now? It's already no, off the rails. Yeah, we're, we're on foot yeah, we're 14 now, minutes so. into this thing. We're going still. So this is episode 38, if you're just tuning into this shit show we've got going on. But do you want to tell who we've the guests got, are? Uh, we've got, uh, if, you, if you couldn't tell, Jay is making ceviche, and Ben is down in the studio. What's up, boys? Hey, everybody. What's up? Great to be here. Thanks a lot for inviting Thanks, us. guys. Yeah. Lovely studio, six-foot distancing. Really good. <laughs> six-foot at least. Yes. We're doing I think more. I, I use the big screen so I can spread all you guys out. What is this app we're using? Is this that house party app that we're – what is this? Uh, Tinder? No, it's, I, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Tinder <laughs> private message chat. I've never done this, so. I mean, you're so (laughs) you liar, Jay. You liar. (laughs) He's never done Tinder with five other men. Not with that one other dude. (laughs) There's a first for everything. Uh, Well, there's always there's always grinder. There you go. Never know until you try. (laughs) Isn't that grinder that one with about the sandwich apps? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's where you order. That's it. That's where you order footlongs. Yes. That's it, Rob. Yeah, definitely get the the six inch. <laughs> or the foot long, but I think that's uh, I think that's area dependent. <laughs> yeah, you play dumb, dumb, Jay, play like, dumb. What are you talking about? Okay. I think you got to be an Aurora or those ones. Hey, I think we should get. I think we should have one of our guests read the ad read. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Ben knows it. Was oh wait, it? no, that's what they pay us for. We should. Yeah. yeah. All right. Please. Somebody do that, then we're gonna we're gonna get straight yeah, into our, our topic. smooth when he does it. Oh my goodness! Uh-oh. Look at you guys. Who's reading? Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's only off camera, so don't like. <sighs> I yeah. can still hear you. I go. I gotta go out to my car. <laughs> and drive there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just getting some. Uh, I don't know, chewing tobacco. You get, still do it. Oh, there you go. Get you some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whoever wants to read that, the ad. All right, go ahead, Rob. All right, hold on. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Sorry, looking for it right now. Hold on. Sorry, buddy. Beat you to it. Oh, he did. Okay, do so it. Not not only are they the special guests, but also the sponsors. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you're searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range, be sure to check out our friends 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. 
Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip picks on the Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. And I will let you guys tell us about uh, the Rolling J Ranch, some new mm. private water you guys are rolling. I've yeah, seen we, some uh, pictures coming up, and it looks dynamite. Well, before we do that, the uh, we don't have any web specials up on the um, on the site, but I want to mention that uh, all podcast listeners get ten percent off full day yeah. uh, public water trips. So that's what about podcast hosts? So, so, so just mention it. Podcast host, you guys have charge. to pay double. We yeah. Can, we can, yeah, yeah, I figured it's about time. Yeah. We gotta also we gotta pay full price and bring the beer. Correct, yeah. that sounds good. They cook your own food. Yeah. But Ben, why don't yeah, you tell them about the Rolling J a little Everybody's bit? Everybody's gotta bring their own lunches. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. I I do want to know like how it's affecting you guys and what kind of changes. But yeah. tell us about the Rolling J. Yes. Speak on. Ben, you're you're good at describing. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a it's it's an absolutely marvelous new property, and um, I'm going to start by mentioning actually uh, one of the first things we know that a lot of the podcast listeners are are uh, very veteran anglers, and they might actually be thinking to themselves like, dude, I don't need guidance in Colorado. I want to get on my trip to the Caribbean, but I'm here fishing trout. So anyway, those people, this is one of those places that is a membership place. And there is a cap, and it just opened to those memberships. So for those of you who are wanting to get away, uh, the Rolling J does have memberships in addition to guided trips. And, and so that's one thing I want to start by mentioning. But it is sweet. It's it's up in Leadville, just outside of town, just to the south. Um, so it sits there at 10,000 feet. So you got to picture that. So you get altitude. You're fishing uh, the Arkansas headwaters, but also the Lake Fork of the Arkansas. And also Half Moon Creek. And the cool thing about the property that I have talked to people about is that those of you who love small stream meandering, like weaving through willows, beautiful scenery, uh, all three styles of fly fishing, so nymphing, streamer fishing, dry fly fishing, and you do need to be able to move around because it does have that cobbled nature of the Arkansas Valley. So um it you mobility is is an issue if you if you can't walk through willows and that so it isn't a bit of an adventure but the fact that it has all those confluences where half moon creek meets the lake fork you've got an epic confluence pool there and where the arkansas then meets the lake fork of the arkansas you've got another epic confluence so those of you who love confluence pools and understand that that holds big fish they do and uh, there are a lot of large fish. Uh, it's trickier uh, through those uh, uh, meandering willow sort of high elevation streams to target them, but they're there. But you've also got a shot at that 30-inch fish in those pools. Plus, those of you who fish all the length of the Arkansas know that wild browns uh, make that stream system super cool, and they're all there. On top of that, there's brook trout because it is so high. There's beaver dams. Beavers up the wazoo all through the property. So you've got beaver dams. You've got great brook trout habitat. So then when you mix that brook trout, brown trout system, you've also got that shot at a tiger trout, which Jeremy caught the other day up there on a trip that they're, you know, interestingly enough, the tigers aren't stocked in there. So if you catch one, that's a wild tiger, and that's pretty cool. It won't be huge. Excellent. But it's cool. And then the, you've also got some large palominos in there. 
as well. So those uh, big yellow bird targets, uh, you know, you can target those too. And that's super fun. So you've got opportunity. Uh, you know, you're sitting there beneath Colorado's highest peaks, Mount Massive and Mount Albert. You've got great scenery. And for the guy who wants to catch a fish on a dry, then nymph a deep pool, rail a hog, then meander up and around a bend, you know, work the streamers. There's a lot of versatility there. So that property in our short time that we've been guiding it has really been sweet. And, um, we're, you know, we're happy to add all that water and all of our private water and our, you know, it's been pretty significant right now in May has been key there because a lot of our guests that don't want to go. And as you guys have probably talked about, no, the public systems are quite busy right now because bars and kids sports and restaurants and every other kind of thing, jump houses and everything is closed. But, all the know, coping mes- mechanisms are shut down. There are, all yeah. the diversions are shut down, but the rivers are open. And so our private water has become a, a, a nice sort of uh, sanctuary. And we have many different options there. And that's, you know, the Rolly J being sort of this, a new one. And we've got some more new ones coming on board. We're, we're thankful for it. And we do also realize that, a lot of our guests, you know, I mean, when you pay private water, it, it isn't a surcharge. It is a upcharge, of course, to the landowner. But um, we do have public water that we're sneaking in and around some of our sort of, uh, you know, pretty cool little marginal small streams and creeks that maybe didn't see traffic before. We're, we're doing that because what we are doing with a lot of our trips is avoiding some of the more densely populated tailwaters that everybody knows about because everybody knows that. Right now, that's where everybody is. So between the private water and the fact that Jay has done a truly amazing job of, of garnering permits on like a lot of small streams. And we've got a, a veteran guide staff that, you know, we kind of joke about sometimes like guys like Tom Caprio. Then you're like, oh, Blue Water Tom. He knows every little trickle in Colorado. Yeah, it's annoying to listen to him sometimes talk about, well, you should go check the hatch out on such and such. But in all truth, that's that's kind of something else we're doing, too. So between, um, you know, little known creaking and um, some really amazing private water, that's what's been keeping our our ship afloat this May. So I mean, well, we yeah, won't yeah. Uh, we won't blow up any of the the lesser no, known public spots. Well, but well, what, no, what are I mean, a few you, other the what are the few of the other privates that you guys? So so I just want I mean we private water has been we've been really fortunate and I just want to thank all the private landowners without without them and their support you know we couldn't be doing this and 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 even you know private. You say what you want, but these landowners are still opening up their beautiful properties that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on to renovate. They're opening it up to the public. They're not just closing them down to members only. So, yeah, I mean, you need some money to go there, but it, it's really nice that they're doing that. And that's something they don't have to do. They could just, hey, hang out there, have their friends come over. They don't need they don't need the money a lot of times. Um, so I just want to thank Bryce for the rolling, rolling J. He built a really beautiful, I mean, it, it's gorgeous. The the structure, the bug life, he kept it wild. So it's unique. Uh, so I want to thank, thank him for that. And then, you know, you, you asked kind of where else in, on public we're kind of going. No, I meant uh, the other, the other private waters. Oh that... yeah. So we, we have a couple. So then you guys are familiar with the North Fork of the South Platte because of Boxwood Gulch Ranch. And, and you've been there, you know how wonderful it is. Long Meadow Ranch. Um, those days book up really quickly. 
I mean, and we only have allotted so many days. So we have, you know, a lot of people that want to get on that system and fish for, you know, large cut, cut bows and rainbows and browns, but, you know, they can't. So the, a couple more ranches downstream uh, are opening up. I, I don't really want to say a ton about them because we have our okay. orientation next week, but um, they sound fantastic. Um, they're, they, they're, I think, over three miles of water. Um, it'll be a little bit different. It's, they, they set up kind of like a beat system. So when you get assigned your mile or your three quarter mile, whatever, that's yours for the day. And that's, nice. that's, so that's pretty cool about those. That's something different about those properties. We can talk about those a little bit more, but yeah, we're, we're really fortunate. Uh, we have Able probably Ranch the most, another one. Oh yeah. Abel ranch. I mean, we probably have the, the most right now, uh, private water opportunities and that's, you know, keeping us afloat. We're about, we can talk more about this later, but we're at the best. We're doing 25% to 40% of what we should be doing. And it's all, most of it's on private water. I mean, it's, it's still tough. I mean, we're, we're fortunate. We're happy. We're working. Um, but it, yeah, it's slow. People aren't traveling. People are worried about their pocketbooks. Uh, I get it, you know? So, you know, we're, 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 we're doing okay. And we're lucky. And it's a lot of that is that, is that private water. So those landowners, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, yeah, people, yeah. people are calling only for private for the well, most part. And I, I actually, on that note, I do want to actually to several uh, of our angling guests listen to the podcast and, I, and, and to those who have been with us or are continuing to schedule with us, whether they're in state or out of state, it's a huge thank you. Like, yeah. you know, they're, they're like the ones who were the first ones to venture out. Like, cause we were in accordance with governor Polis's, uh, you know, uh, order that, businesses and also dora which were regulated by the department of Reg regulatory agencies we were closed for a very significant two months time and yep. so yep. that's a huge deal and then well, i've just in really amazing springtime fishing i mean you guys know you, springtime in the rockies is like uh, like epic fishing and yeah we you, could, you couldn't you couldn't fish time. march you couldn't fish april you couldn't fish you know a lot of May, depending on the county. So, mm. yeah. Um, and then I try to make it a point to, to remember, you know, when, when I'm booking trips. So th this is actually where I sit. This is, this is pretty much what I do all day. I, you know, I'll, I'll answer the phone, look at the calendars, and I just say, hey, guys, I really appreciate you fishing with us. I know the guides do, too, because they do. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. They do. They do, yeah. Well, yeah, well so, I mean, on that note, what's uh, what are some of the, like, I mean, what, what do we expect? So I book a trip with you guys. Things are crazy right now. I mean, it's, I know it's different. There's a lot of changes. Like what, what does somebody expect? Well, you, do or you, you know, I, I, I can kind of go over what a little bit, but what do you, so as far as the trip goes, you know, it, it, we're going to make it a wonderful experience for you. We're, so th there's a certain level of closeness you have to get to people. And, um, you know, if, if somebody is, uh, is sick or ill, they shouldn't be fishing and our guide shouldn't be working. Right. So that's, that's first a few of the other things where, you know, we're sending a, a kind of a laundry list of what considerations to the, to our guests. Uh, we're not making lunches. Uh, we don't want the guides in the, mm -hmm. in the grocery stores. They don't need to be in. And so we're not doing food. We're not doing beverages. And that also helps, you know, any other cross contamination, you don't want to get, you know, of the virus and then also get a stomach bug. So that really, we're not, we're not doing that. You know, when, when anglers leave their home or wherever they're staying straight to the water and back, don't stop anywhere else. 
we're asking them, you know, those kind of things. Simply wash your hands. We're disinfecting the gear. We, we, you know, we're 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 spraying it down after at the after the trip. Uh, wearing our buffs or face coverings. Um, you know, those are, they're, but they're not as far as the trip goes. There's not a lot, you know, different. I mean, you're out in acres and acres of, of land, but you're, 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 you know, you're, you're distance from everybody. So, right. um, and then, you know, the rod is, is going to be nine foot long. If the guide's putting his flies on the end of the rod, I mean, you're, you're, you're far apart. So those are some of the things, um, as far as, you know, booking goes, the nice thing is there's a lot of opportunities for, for openings. <laughs> Um, you know, you can kind of have the pick of your day. Whereas, you know, in the, in the past, right around now, I'd be saying, well, no, that's booked up. That's, I'm sorry, you have another day. So there's a lot of opportunity. Excellent. That is good. I'm glad you guys are staying that 25 to 30% busy, Jake. That's, uh, I can't say that for us here. So that's doing way better than us. So I mean, that's week to week. So, you know, when I look at the calendar, you know, a few weeks out, it's not looking like that. So we're trying to hit that level. Um, I answer the phone. I mean, just kind of the work I do. And I I did this all the time, but I I answer the phone all the time. I answer emails. There's it's seven days a week. You know, it doesn't matter. I might be in bed. So I'm really just making sure that if somebody wants to get out there and get have a fun day and get away from all this, that they have a guide they can go to. And uh, What's the latest that you've answered a phone call uh, up for a booking on a given night for the next day? No, I don't want people calling me. It's, you know, <laughs> just, Challenge yeah. accepted. So, so, so I, I'm going to get a lot of your podcast listeners calling me like, hey, how come you're not At 2 a.m. Yeah, if so, somebody uh, calls and just asks you what you're wearing, that's one of our listeners. You know, our hours are 8.30 <laughs> to 5 o'clock, but I, I answer the phone until 8.30. It depends. If I had a few drinks and I'm watching a show with my wife, and I've made this mistake. Where I, I mean, I've made this mistake in the past where I just like, I shouldn't have been answering the phone. <laughs> and, uh, but people appreciate it. They're like, I, I get this. And Ben's, Ben's does booking when, when I'm on vacation and he knows this. It's a, here's something incredibly surprising about this industry. People, I can't believe you answered the phone. I can't believe you wrote, or I can't believe you wrote back to me so quick on an email. Like I just yeah. sent that email. I just sent, I can't believe you called me right away. Well, yeah, we, this is what we do. We want you to have a good time. I want, want to talk like, wow. And it's little, it's like that, that should not be a, you know, a, a, I mean, that, right. that seems normal to me. I want you that. You think that should be the rule, not the exception. I, yeah. anybody, well, I don't know. Anybody who books for me, Ben, Ben uh, done a great job, Tom, they do that as well. That's our, no, we are, our job is to book trips for the guys to help them get a book of business. To, to, so people who are traveling know what their plans are. You know, when you guys book something that's, you know, these are pricey trips. You want to feel comfortable that you're, you book the right guys, that everything is yeah. right out. Everybody knows what they're doing. So I'm kind of like air traffic control. Um, if a guide's on the water, I'm getting the call. If, if somebody emails me, I'm going right away, you know, for it. I'm kind of getting off, off topic, but. No, you're right on. Back, back to the, you know, how late have I done it? Yeah, too late is the answer. I, I've answered the phone too late, but I'll answer the phone. <laughs> I booked a trip last night. I booked the trip last night at around seven something. Well, I can I tell who, you one thing. If I, I know that guy appreciates that. If I call to book a trip and the guy who answers the phone is is clearly intoxicated, it's almost a hundred percent chance I'm gonna book that <laughs> shit. You damn right, dude. You damn right, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, especially nice about, if he owns nice it. about being in the owner. You can get away with yeah, that. you're like, wait a minute. I love this guy. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> wait, you will be uh, not drunk by tomorrow morning, though, right? When you t- pick me up? Okay, perfect. Yeah. No, let's, see, let's at that point, I'll be like, well, hey, with the COVID shit going on, of course we're going to be well, driving separately, so I don't even I, care. I don't think I've guided in, in really a couple years or, or more. Uh, personally. I know. I mean, um, but I, I, you know, Ben and I, like sometimes we'll do a trip together if he has a group of three. Um, that's rare, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm, Ben's I'm like, dude, working on that's, just keeping things going. That should be a yeah, free Ben's day. Like, Thank God that's rare. <laughs> the are like, I got, I got flies in my fly box. They're, they're, they're like half my flies are rusted. I went fishing uh, <laughs> in the spring. I'm not. No, this is true. I went fishing in the spring with June. I was having a great day. I was putting on two and three fly rigs. Everything was. I, I was. I was breaking hooks left and right, and and it was just like, oh my god, this stuff's ancient. I just haven't. I haven't been out, and I was losing the tailing front, you know, you know, because the, the the middle hook was breaking. I'm like, God dang! Just, I must have dropped my box in the water and then kind of forgot it over like a whole year or whatever. Yeah. Dude, that's funny. That's funny. Well, the first dude, time dude, I met you, you were guiding. Yeah. 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 I miss I miss I miss some of it, but I honestly I love uh, watching the guides build their books of business. I, I like happy customers and clients, and um, it's just you know building a business or trying to build a business, and and, and it's fun. Mm. It is fun. It's it's it, it, it's a, as fun as guiding. So it's anybody, because it's anybody, a. It's a building of a business that people are building their own business inside of. Because if the guides, which I know like 90% of your guides, they're actually building their name off of the clients that they get. So you're watching them build their own business while you build yours. So it's, it's got to be rewarding, dude. I know what it I is. Kinda th- I was talking to Ben the other day. I kind of thought about it like a band. Like they're the talent. They're the musicians, you know. <laughs> They're the t- and I'm kind of like that guy, the producer or whatever they call the the road manager or the guy that I don't know. But you got to <laughs> have these guys. You're the groupie. It's all the it's, it's that whole whatever's behind that band. That's what I try to be because I want them. You know, that's I'm as successful as them. I mean, we need it, it's that's absolutely true. So uh, we're really lucky. We have great guides. Yes, you do, man. Actually, is really super true. Like. And this is the cool thing again. Back to our our customers, like, and, and like I, like we said, like, it, not not that many, but I I've even gotten a few emails and some things from some out of state guests that that just are checking in and asking about June, July, etc. And we're like, well, beyond COVID uncertainty, here's a couple of traditional things you might want to look for in June in terms of river conditions and where we want to fish. Like, and just even that we're getting those emails from those very valued clients says a lot and our our guides are getting those and those personal relationships have to do with something that in this time of uncertainty uh, trust is like a huge deal and so our clients are trusting the guides more than they ever have i mean they always trusted the guides keep them safe put them on fish take them to a cool spot meet their goals and customize their day but now you have this added pressure of like, dude, if you are sick, I do not want you showing up and coughing on me on my discretionary day. Like, so our 
the trust side of the business that has always been there. And Rob, you know this from the saltwater world. Like when you find a guy and you believe in him, you will never forget it. And that's right. And and it is very true in the trout world where in the trout world, the truth of it all, if you've been in this business long enough is some of our tailwaters, you can send a brigade of people out there and they might catch some fish or see some fish or have a decent day. But there is a dramatic difference in that personal relationship that you have between client and guide. And I personally know a ton of saltwater guides and I've been in contact with them and I, I can't wait to get back and fish with them because I trust them. And if they're sick, they won't take me out fishing. And if I'm sick, I won't risk messing up their family. But at the same time, I know how important fishing is to me. And I'm going to go, God dang it, if I can. And to our <laughs> clients who have gone, thank you. Because here's another thing. You know this in trout fishing. A lot of our clients are in the vulnerable age of what coronavirus statistics are saying. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is true. When you're 70 years old, you know what's nice? Having a man to go rip your flies out of the bushes. Having a guy tie on your size 22. Having a someone to help you down into the river and that is the personal connection and so yeah those, but that's a conversation too um you know we do have yes. we've canceled a lot of trips you know we got, got a lot of guys in texas and they're it, it, hey guys we're, we're canceling the trip if you want to do a gift card we'll do it next year but i don't want yep. you coming out here we've had that conversation too so it depends on it depends you know it just depends it, it just depends but you have to have that trust that we're going to make good decisions and they're going to make good decisions otherwise you know it, it doesn't work so we're we're lucky i mean and we're that's lucky, what happened right? to most of us yeah that happened to mostly for our trips in march and April too. I mean, we just said, Hey man, we don't even want to take a chance, dude. Right. So let's reschedule or, you know, gift card what, kind of but same what about thing. Not, are you guys open now though? Yeah. I got a guide trip. Well, okay. I've, yeah. I've only, I'm guiding on Sunday, but I'm like at maybe one day a week right now, okay. you know, okay. but where we're at, it's not compared to where you guys are. We're not a destination fishery. You know, I mean, people mostly are coming here and they're just, you know, doing other things for work or something and then just tack on a day to go fishing. Where you guys there, there's actually people probably flying in to fish in Colorado, you know. There are uh, but, for some, you know, specific mm, places, but it's, it's also, it's Denver. I mean, there's just lots of yeah. people anyways vacationing. Mm. So that's a lot of our business as well, yeah. Yeah, we're here. It's like, you know, I mean, we're dealing with runoff conditions right now. We're dealing with, uh, you know, river shutdown for spawning because we do shut rivers down uh, for no fishing during spawning time for browns and rainbows. But browns in the fall right now for rainbows and cut cutthroats. So, you know, a lot of our rivers are shut down. So there's even no guiding. So, so they know, don't just shut down an area. They shut down the whole river. They I'm shut down the whole river. Like, Okay, because there could be spawning beds anyway. Obviously, anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just it's not yeah. one certain area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, luckily right now runoff is not super bad, but uh, it's it's been chilly here, so it's supposed to be in ninety next week. So don't uh, you do re re reservoir trips as well, though, Rob? Yeah, I do Snake River. I I'm guiding on the Boise River here in town on Sunday. So I mean, it's. We got plenty of water. It's just that, you know, we're not as big as you guys. <laughs> so a small town. It is what it is. But. 
Yeah, but it, it warms my heart to see you guys doing so much private water. Because if you remember when I was there, that's all I really ever did, you know? And you, I was like, actually, yeah. you gave us, you, I think you might even given us that advice. Like, hey guys, private water, that's, that's where it's Dude, at. You, you that's know, the get, ticket, man. I think, you, I think you probably did that. So. Yeah, I love it, man. And it's it's so nice to see you guys picking up some kick-ass spots, man. That Rolling J Ranch looks awesome. I want to come out there and fish it. Damn. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you would love. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because of just, like, you know, ice, the fact that ice, it, ain't, it ain't no gimme. I mean, it's I'm no I'm just gimme. making a drink. And Jay's <laughs> Clearly. making a drink. <laughs> I still Dude, it's been a it's been a minute since we had the sound of ice clinking in the glasses <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Uh, I think Jay. I was the one that first did that. <laughs> do you have, do you have, I guess. Jay, do you got one of those fancy ice makers like Rob that makes like little tiny micro ice cubes? That, no, that pearl? I do not. I, I don't. Have exa- a fancy. I, we have a really exactly. nice fridge, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't talk to me. It doesn't talk to me or give me advice and things like that. No, no, so you get nice. you get poor person ice like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <Yeah>. That's pretty well. good. <laughs> man, my cheeks are really hurting, dude. Just from the first 10 minutes of this shit show, man, my so cheeks got, are hurting. I gotta go. I, I, so, how do I leave this and come back? <laughs> <laughs> because I have. The ceviche, it's been sitting in that acid. I got to go get it out of there, and then I cut some tomatoes and add that. There you go. I totally forgot about this. So I, 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 didn't plan, <laughs> I didn't plan things until I saw the link come through. Or I can go tell Jen how to do it. I mean, you can get your, you can get the oh, back of your hand stamped, and maybe you'll get back in, but re-entry's not guaranteed, so no I'm not sure. You've already been temperature screened. Oh, he, he just left. He's there like, he, goes. He, he, t- he took out his threw headphones, his headphones and he down and fucking bailed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have seriously. So the other I said, dude, I was on the phone ahead. with him, and we were talking for like five hours. And I fell asleep in my Barca lounge while talking to him. There was like 15 missed calls. And in the morning, I sent him a text. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep. <laughs> and Jay, he probably he just was kept going, talking. dude. He just going. It was so like, damn funny. It was the morning with the phone calls back that I never heard. Oh, my God. Oh so we my were talking goodness. about something which actually I'm going to give him credit oh. for. So this is something that a lot of your listeners are potential guides, prospective guides. They may dream of being one. And this is an actually interesting thing. So a few years ago, uh, they went to employees. So all of our guides, are, or generally all of them, are in our are, are employee status, which for guides in the business right now, uh, this is a very real deal. They're making their livelihood off of this industry. And so uh, Jay having employee guides versus some ind- independent contractors, which is not a slant against it. But what it has done is it's created protection for our customers, but also for our guides. And so because they were employee guides, which is a very expensive thing for an outfitter to do, and the reason the majority of outfitters 
go with the independent contractors is that they don't carry the expense in insurance and payroll and all that stuff. Anyway, long story on that short, for those who want to become guides are looking to become guides in this next coming of, of, of climate of, of where we go post Corona, <laughs> Jay's already there with the, having an employee guide staff and he was able to apply for those PPP and, and things where the guides who had their livelihoods wrapped into this were able to, to do uh, a little bit okay while we were, we were closed down. Not great, but... You know, and they qualify for unemployment, so they took that for two employees. months. And then we got some of that stimulus money, so I, I paid them their payroll. And, a long-winded yeah. way to say, you know, it's a pain in the It keeps you... Yeah, well, it is. It's really expensive. Running a guide service. I mean, if you, you guys have your... You know, you know what payroll expenses are, and it's just... It's a different animal, but, you know, that's the way we do it, so... Now, yeah. one one thing I did want to ask is, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tony had uh, Tony was diagnosed with it, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. So Tony was working um, part some part some part time work he picked up because we weren't guiding. You know, the, I think work was drying up, so he found some work um, at a bakery, and uh, it was the night you know a night shift where you're, they're rolling out tons of. It's not a small bakery; it's they're rolling out tons of buns and whatnot, and. I guess somebody in the in the plant had it or whatever, and he got it, and he it was he was really he was down. Um, he he just described it as just horrible, uh, nightmares, you know, trouble breathing, couldn't couldn't no energy at all in bed. Uh, but he got through it. It took I think two weeks, um, and he's he he he's back. So we were we're really lucky about that. That's good. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, no kidding. Man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I told him I think it makes him like Superman. Like now he's impervious. He can't even. He's immune. Nothing. He's immune to anything. He can do whatever. I'm like, wow. Actually. Yeah. He's like, maybe it does. I'm like, I don't know. Yep. Ask your doctor. He ain't gonna get that HIV. Yeah. <laughs> no, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Now if there's a spot with, uh, if there's a if there's a water that's got a shit ton of mosquitoes, he's gonna get called for yeah. that one. He's gonna, yeah, you go for yeah. it. You're good. He can go down to Mexico and drink all that yeah. water. You beat mm-hmm. Corona, you get, yeah, you're good. You ain't going to get no Zika virus. drink right out of the South Platte. Right out of the That's oh. right. <laughs> Mile High Stadium. Downtown. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Have yourself a little <laughs> bum daiquiri. Yeah. So what's going on with all you guys? Have you been fishing at all? or Fishing reports. Fishing report time. Oh. Who's kicking it off? BJ's going tomorrow, right? BJ. I don't know I if he heard is. From BJ, this whole thing. Oh, his mic ain't uh, working. BJ, your mic's off. All right, next. Oh, the next person? Rob. Yes, I have been fishing. I've been fishing a lot. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, the let me think. The trout's fishing good. The bass is fishing good, and uh, the carp fishing is starting to turn on a little bit. We're seeing a lot more carp out on the snake and in CJ. Um, the trout fishing is absolutely slammed because we don't have any private water here. So like Jay and them were talking about, it's just packed to the gills. And so you find your spot and you don't move the whole entire day. We tried to move after lunch once and, uh, we couldn't find a place to fish again. So we just decided to go back to the original spot. Uh, fishing's good. We're starting to see some salmon flies popping, which is good. Uh, a lot of betas, and uh, dude, the nymphing game is still dirty. I like it. 
And uh, we did look for some bass with some poppers, uh, but no takers, no takers at all on those. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's springtime here. Uh, weather conditions going up and down. Like I said, it's been cold. It's rained here every day this week, uh, which is rare. And so uh, we like it. And that's it. So, yeah, we're ready to fish. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Your turn. It's amazing when you're just sitting here listening and you start dozing off and you unplug your microphone while everybody else is freaking talking. <laughs> <laughs> Contribute. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting up uh, tomorrow's a 5 a.m. and head out to local stream and fish till probably lunchtime and then get a truckload of topsoil and work my ass off the rest of the day like has been the a customary past I don't know, three months of my life. So um, out here, I'll tell you what, it's been amazing the past couple weeks. I took my son out last week, um, got into a couple fish. Um, been doing, I, I started back to work last Monday. So that opens up my lunchtime spot, which is, a you know, we got a little stock trout stream five minutes down the road from my office. So I've been hitting that up. Caught a couple brown trouts, which normally they don't put in there. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll be uh, going to chase the big – out here they call them Keystone Select Stream, so it's all the breeder fish. So I'm going to go try and row a 20-plusser and see what I can find in the morning. So Nice. Very nice. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I don't know. How it's been uh, sulfur, sulfur time out here, so – Damn, already? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was watching them. That little shit stream down from my work, they were freaking eating dries, which I've never seen a fish eat a dry fly there, and there was sulfurs coming off, and they were eating them mm. up. So it's like 86 degrees, so the bugs are all screwed up right now. So. Yeah, I was going to say, you got some warm water if those are popping, man. Uh, yep. Whose turn? Scotty, you can talk about some piggies that you caught? Oh, dang. I love talking about piggies. Get it. Yeah, I've had uh, been out a couple times in the last since the last podcast. I was up at uh, Rainbow Falls, another private water with uh, a couple buddies, and uh, it's been pretty busy up there with with all the stay at home people trying to get a get a little breathing room. But uh, it's it's actually been good. I mean, people are doing the right stuff and kind of keeping their distance and being you know, moving around and being courteous and all that good stuff. And so we got, we actually got up there super early. We went through the gate at six 30 and, uh, fished the below the falls for, for a few hours for, well, probably till about nine. And then one of the guys that guides in there, uh, had come in with some clients and I know he loves that spot. So we left and found him and, and that hey, let's switch spots. And so he went up there and spent the rest of the day up there with his clients and we fished down lower and had a blast. We, we hammered fish there. Uh, and then this last weekend, um, had my first time up at the mile. I've never fished up there before. I fished the reef. I fished the thermop, but never the mile. So met up with some folks, some, some locals up there. And then, uh, couple other Colorado dudes as well. Um, Kurt, uh, Kurt Blois and uh, Gabe Amaya and uh, the locals up there, Chris Michaels and Tim Evans. Tim Evans, you might know, he, he used to do the uh, uh, Fish on the Brain podcast. 
Uh, that was a pretty popular fly fishing podcast. That he hung was, it up. That guy was a really so. good podcast. Yeah, yeah, he did. In fact, he gave us a bunch of swag because he's got he ordered like shirts and buffs and all this kind of shit. And so he busted out these boxes. He's like, What size are you? I've had these shirts for freaking years and I can't give them away. I'm like, damn, hook me up. So anyway, uh oh he's he's badass too. You just gonna magic uh, marker strip set over the top of that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then give those away. All right, with a sharpie. It's yeah. gonna say strip set on the brain. Yep. He's <laughs> he's gonna put one of those holographic stickers on top of it. Ah, oh, there you go. I, yeah. I ain't seen any of those stickers yet. Me, me neither. I know. I need a damn strip set sticker. I thought I lost There's them, but I, fe- I found them the other day. Any of those stickers? Can we get one of those for free from my car? For <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Anyway, I haven't seen going, any of that sponsorship money. That is a great podcast. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I was up there. Got up there Thursday night about nine o'clock. Almost ran into a couple of bull herds going through the hills up there and uh, just hammered big fish the whole weekend. I mean, we, we found fish that were crazy. They were, they were in riffles that were, you know, a couple feet deep with just water, just ripping through there. And they're just hanging between those rocks and we're just high sticking and, uh, and hanging those fish. Uh, They were eating, they were eating betas. I, it blows me away when a fish is sitting in water that's blasting through there and they're eating a size 24 black midge. It's like, how do they even see that shit coming at them that fast, you know? But then it's like you hook up with a with a 22, 23 inch fish in, in you know, blasting water that's two feet deep going through boulders and shit. It's like <laughs> it's game on. So that was a lot of fun. That's uh, awesome. We, Great. Yeah. And I, for me personally, I mean, we floated it, you know, I think three of the days and I'm just, I'm a wade fisher. I mean, I never, I never do all that well out of a boat. I just, I can't, I can't get a good feel for the drift. I, I struggle to get the depth and the speed or at least the depth. Right. And, you know, it's just kind of like, I, I'm not confident, you know, I'm, and I think that's a big part of it. And the wind is always. That's a difficult river to wade though, isn't it? I mean, I remember fishing that. I had a hard time just getting across it, getting up and down it. And I I thought having a boat to use it as like a taxi to go from one place to other, that was the key. And that's what we did. So, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of boat fish, but, uh, you know, we'd stop and get out and fish on foot and, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So once I kind of got, I mean, I, I don't want to say that it's not a good boat fishery. Cause I mean, there's guides up there like Charlie pool and Aaron Hale and yeah. those guys that, I mean, they, they had clients on their boats all weekend while we were there and they were just hammering fish just in the boats. What, they just know it. it they know, they it. know exactly. And then yeah. you talk to them after the fact and they're like, Oh, we were at this depth with this much weight and these bugs. And I'm like, damn it. That's not yeah. what I was doing, you know. Yeah, I mean, you but when you're fishing from shore, dude, it's hard yeah. to get out in those deeper runs and stuff. Yeah. But so, I mean, there's there's good, but yeah, to go up there without knowing the game and try to get boat fish is tough. But for me, like if I'm on foot, I can pick that water apart. I mean, I've got a pretty strong nymphing game, and I can figure out the the, the depth and speed, and then it's just a matter of going through the bugs until you figure out what they're going to eat. So, yeah. I mean, there there's not a lot of rivers that I can't go 
you know, get it kind of dialed in with within, you know, a few hours. So it was, uh, what about, have and, you been to the green river? Yes. I got my, it's amazing. To, I got my butt really? to me in high water. First... <laughs> I could not figure out how to get to those fish. They look like they're 35 feet down. Ginger yeah. Water. We you... had a real hard time. <laughs> yeah. Ask Ben. <laughs> I enjoyed sitting in the loading boat. and drinking. <laughs> there you go. We, we, we quit. We quit halfway down, down and just, and just you know, rode and just drank beer. We said screw it. And we talked about going to the hardware store, getting a freaking Zebco rod with a drop yeah. rod, some kind of thing, and dropping some fly a million miles down there. And then we're like, nah, let's just float again. That was pretty fun. Let's look at it. We just love to look at them. And then you pulled uh, back, Eddie, and you threw some dries to some risers. So, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to learn on that river. I mean, That's our friend Lance, isn't that isn't that what the the center pin game's all about? Yeah, there was a bunch of center pin guys. <laughs> sure. And they floated by us, and they're like, "No, that was the, the guy had a spin like, rod yeah, with a with a ginger a tube jig on it. Ginger tube jig. I'm not kidding you. He must have caught six fish in front of us. And, we, and he's like, guys, this is great, right? We got to go get ourselves a yeah, it's awesome. and a ginger tube jig or whatever. <laughs> so we we actually were talking about it then, you know, should we go get that? Nah. nah. We'll just give up. Let's just give up. Go to the dark side. It's, it's, uh. it's, um, it's not a bad thing to, to be versatile like that, though. If you're a guide. And you have, uh, if you've got your spin game down and your fly game down and things aren't going right, you can switch over. I mean, not every client would want to do that, but I was ready to do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was a rough, that was just a rough trip, but we didn't sink the boat, so it was fine. No, we didn't sink the boat. Damn it. That's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. That well. is a bonus. I know. I well, get the that one a lot. time, the one time I fished the green, I we we got up there and saw the same thing you did. We're up up above, below uh, uh, Fontenelle, just below the dam, and we're seeing these monster fish and this deep runs, and it's like, how do we get to those fish? And then we see in a back eddy a few noses coming up, and we're like, ah, fuck it, let's go throw some dry flies. And we spent literally four hours in one spot. And we probably caught thirty fish each on dry flies. That's we just never left that spot. They weren't coming up. Make a cast, nice job. Yeah, it was amazing. Jay and I got our asses kicked, so that's a whole lot. I was just like, I I don't think I had to figure out. I had to figure out how to cast. I had to figure out how to cast without three flies, four weights, and a fucking thing in my bobber. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother animal. That's no. another animal. <laughs> Real fly fishing. That what? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's uh yeah. I mean, you know, when I fish dry flies, I'm like, dude, bamboo and silk are fuck off, you know. You know what I'm saying? No, but I yeah, so the mile was freaking awesome. I mean, that that place is beautiful and uh and the river was a lot of fun. Those fish are just tanks. I mean in awesome. I don't know, three three days we had half a dozen fish that were twenty-two or larger. Wow. I had one that was I had one that was twenty-six, twenty-seven that came Man. all the way out of the water and threw my shit back at me. And another one that that was about twenty-four that did the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay, this is how this is gonna go, huh? 
<laughs> and then we were we were walking up to this one run and all of a sudden I'm like, stop. Like what? I look out, look over there. Oh fuck, there's like six giant carp right there in that hole. They were like, I'm not kidding. These things were like 35 plus inch carp. And so I was like, I gotta get a carp. I gotta get a carp. I gotta get a carp pick for this trip. Nobody's gonna be expecting to see that. <laughs> Did you snag but, it in the butt? No, I don't do that, Jay. No. That's how I do it. That's the only way I get it. I like it. No, I do not do that. That's why I don't catch a lot of carp. But no, those things were spooky as shit. They were like, yeah, we saw you when you got out of the car, dude. So uh, you're done. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It's all good. It's still a lot of fun. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had a blast, man. I love that place. Steve, you have been fishing, homeboy? Uh, yeah, I went last night, as a matter of fact. Damn. Yeah, and I, I went. Uh, we went and fished the falls, like we. Oh, somebody's microphone's going nuts. All right, there we go. We went and fished falls, the old family outing as we usually do. Hell yeah! Uh, caddis were freaking everywhere, everywhere. Were they eating caddis? They were eating caddis on top. It was great. Oh, good. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, but I did, I did get into some, uh, I bought me some budget caddis a, few, a couple years ago, probably a year ago from a website and, uh, I broke the hook or the shank off of six caddis. <laughs> that like what kind of hooks were they? Uh, they were definitely not Tiemco. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Man. Yeah. Six so, of them. Oh, so not to interrupt, pissed. but the guys that I was fishing with on the mile, like two of the guys broke multiple hooks and straightened multiple hooks, and they were all new ties, and they were all fire hole. I did. Man. <laughs> I, that does not shock me. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. I'm just, I'm just the messenger. I, I, I've, had, I've had good luck with fire hole, and I've had bad luck with fire hole. So... I mean, it's it's dependent on the batch. You know, they're they're cheaper hooks. You know, they're more affordable, and for that reason, they're definitely not the quality. And BJ can vouch for this. Is like a Hannock or the um, God. What's that other hook I'm talking about? Well, just all I'll say is, if you do have an issue, just don't post about it on any forums. Yeah, do not do that. Holy cheap shit. Oh really? Well, you get attacked by the fire hole. What happened, oh, dude? Oh, so oh, you this, get it's oh. like all these fire hole social justice warriors come out of the woodwork yeah. and just rip you to shred. And they're and, and they just all the pro staffers. They just white you. Might as well beat a baby. I mean, you might as well just found a baby along the street and like threw it over a cliff because <laughs> yeah. you know fire hole's the best thing ever. Yeah, you would you would honestly be uh, better off dang. going. They to... They sound like Euro nymphers. Oh yeah. Honestly, you'd you'd be better off going to Target without a face mask, coughing on someone and punching someone. <laughs> and you would get less shit than you would for posting something about them. Uh, oh, I'm looking forward then, to the hate comments uh, after this episode then. Oh, they'll yeah, they'll come in. Have, yeah. I've got a history with the I, firehole white knights. I will say the white knights. You've made some midges on those fire holes that really are beautiful. 
I mean, they really are. That was a good. These that was a good batch of hooks. No matter what they the were hook. good, and I'm not gonna comment on whether or not I caught one fish on them, and it, and the next one got off because the thing straightened up. I don't know what happened. I think <laughs> probably being aggressive with my forceps. I think evidently it might have been me. Well, I don't I know. No, I mean, I what do I know? I just know that they were a beautiful blue midge. And they caught Gorgeous. fish once. Those those are beautiful. <laughs> and, yeah. and pulled it out of the. <laughs> I bought a batch of uh, cheap jig hooks once in a size 18, and I tied a bunch of BWOs on them, and it was a one fish hook, man. I mean, the second fish just straightened out, or any sort of hang up on a rock, it would straighten out. I was like, really? never bought them again. But I would say that. I- an 18 looks like a 22. Like, I mean, it's slender and, and sexy. That yeah. is true. Yep. Yeah, they are nice. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, the bad thing about fly tying is, is there are budget hooks. And the, the first time you buy them, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get 900 hooks for $8. And then you know, <laughs> after you tie some flies, you figure out why you're getting 900 hooks for $8. I've never heard of, of fire hole. When you clamp them in the vice. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is, you still have to buy fifteen dollars for freaking twenty tungsten beads and put them on them same damn cheap hooks. So you might as well just spend some more money on the hook. Yeah, that's it. I've never heard yeah. of fire hole. Well, you're lucky. They're out of Montana. Uh, yeah, that's because they don't have peg bead stinger hooks. Damn straight, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, is that is that what you would say for all of fly fishing? You get what you pay for. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes. I, not all. I, I mean, like I I like my Sims waders. I mean, they're not they're not they're they're good quality. You know, they'll fix them and they last for a long time. But every time I've tried to go with just something a little less, it just I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I would say for... waders and fly line. Every penny is money well spent. And you know, and hooks, boots, hooks, um, within reason. I mean, you can overpay for hooks too. Okay. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, God damn it. I'm going to start some real hate now. Go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Steve nippers. Um, Uh-oh. you know, the Lord, the Lord gave me a set of teeth. And, uh, if you're switching <laughs> flies that much, you're probably picking the wrong ones. Oh my God. So nippers, nippers is something I go cheap. Oh, on. Ben just shut his camera right off. Ben left. Wow. Yeah. Ben yeah. Yeah. Let this guy, I'm out. If you're, if you're still cutting, Dude, teeth, I will cutting tell your you, line I on your teeth, you are a goddamn experience. caveman. I've had that, the opposite experience with nippers that's because, Oh, go ahead, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Why you're the guest, Ben. You're the guest. You you respond. <laughs> you respond. I died well, nippers, out. I feel like I need to spend a lot for nippers. Or Jay. Every time, or Jay. Can every go. time I've gotten cheap nippers, they always make a groove in them or something. Because I use, you know, but when you get But you guys ones, are different. Because you're using them a lot? You're what different you than me. Because I'm Yeah, you're on the, you guys are on the water every day, right? That that's you a know, good point. How I'm on the water once a week. That's a good point. But ben I, has the floor. I lost I yield. my nice nippers that I'm not even gonna comment on about how much I spent, how much a rope necklace. It was its own thing on my lanyard because I was so terrified of it. 
like getting lost and it's a company that I care about and I lost it. I lost it and someone in Decker's found it. But since then I've never replaced it. I'm not even I don't even carry one. You know what? I've got the Umqua pliers that have the little back action cutter. I've been using it and I ha- yes, there is a tag end that's maybe as large as the hook point sticking out of that fly. <laughs> Those fish see that. You got to get that a little tighter. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Man, if you're going to spend all that money on stuff, just do it right. Clean up your shit, Ben. Ben, you shouldn't even be talking about that. This doesn't make any sense. And also, yeah, you, not, you made you made a great point about how much you use it. I mean, if you got to be fast and you got to tie flies quickly, you got a group of three. Having nippers might be quicker than pliers. Because I've seen Ben set up a rig, and it's not fast. <laughs> I've seen it as well. I would say, I would and say he that's knows a that I'm pretty fast. I'm not a, I'm not great at guiding, but I'm pretty fast at rigging. <laughs> I've seen Jay put his fair share of flies on too. I, I I've seen say, you both. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably a big fallacy of fly fishing is the average Joe doesn't need to buy what the guides need to buy. It's two totally different worlds. I mean, you yeah, a, you know, yeah, you're well, yeah. Well, so it's also it also boils down to how much. You know, how much work do you want to put into it? Because you can save money. You can save money and still get good quality if you research things and you talk Mm -hmm. to people, do whatever. But if I'm a novice and I'm like, I don't know shit from Shinola, but I know that this dude does this shit every day and that's what he's got. So I'm going to go with it. I can afford it. You're you're right. But for Um, me, it, it depends on what drives you, right? Like for me, what drives me is feeling like I made the smart choice. And it's not about how much I spent. It's about the overall value. Uh, did I spend that money for the right reasons? And I try to figure out like what the variables are, whether you're talking about reels or line or nippers or what the hell ever. It's like, what am I really paying for? A lot of it is that that manufacturer is going to back that product no matter what. That's the huge number one thing for me is, okay, yeah. am I saving money to give up the, the backing of the manufacturer. I won't do that. Um, but like what, what you were talking about with the nippers, like I've had the opposite experience. I was going, shit, I'll just use fingernail clippers. Like, I don't give a shit. What? I don't need these fancy ass things. Right. And I have problems with them and they get rusty and they get shitty and they, they wouldn't stay sharp. And, you know, I had problems and, and where I was dealing with it was like fishing size 24s and, and these hooks with these little tiny eyes. And I'm trying to thread five X through there and the end of it's mashed because of the shitty nippers or the shitty cutters I have and it won't go through the freaking hook eye and then I get a nice pair of nippers and it's a nice clean cut and it feeds right through there and I'm like fucking life is good you know I never so thought it's, about that it has to do with the size fly too you're 100% right I mean, yeah you're and water, what, what size line fly, I, I use a knife I used a knife on that last yeah time, exactly right? you can <laughs> exactly and there was a that's totally different hanging off like this and it doesn't matter the you're throwing a six-aught fly and the fucking yeah, the yeah, line you're, you're tying right. in there's I mean, eighth inch diameter you're like you, yeah bust out the fucking bolt cutters true everything you said was 100 true you're right <laughs> but so i mean but it's you know if you do your research and you figure out like really what you're paying for you 
you know, it's about, I don't want to say laziness, but it's just about how much effort you're willing to put into it to really, really get, and, and you're going to have, you're going to make the wrong choices at times and whatever, but you learn from that stuff. And what I don't like to feel like is, okay, I just paid a bunch of money for something when I could have gotten something every bit as good for less money. That makes that's, me feel stupid. That, that, that's, that's true. Um, and I, you know, and that I should go back on the waiters, but what, what we use for client waiters, um, we're using those, uh, so I, I, I can mention what we're using, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 yeah go ahead. So, yeah, you know, the, so I started off with some Reddington waiters in the past and they didn't work out, but I upgraded to like their mid-level. I think it's called their Sonic Pro and boy, yeah. they work. I mean, clients love them. They, they're comfortable. They seem to last. And when they do leak, I send them back in the, in the company, re- replace them for a small fee. I just keep them cycling through. And that's a great waiter. And it's an, it's not the high end, you know, price point. Um, so. Anyways, do they make a zip right. front? Yes, they, they do I make think, a zip front. I think they do. Uh, I, I mean, they that's do. not a client. That's that wouldn't be like a, yeah, you know, right. a client waiter, oh. but that might be worth checking out. Oh, it's a, it's a client waiter for me, Jay. Nothing but oh, yeah. for these Dude, for clients. For Rob doesn't Everything like is. getting pissed in his yeah. loner waiters. <laughs> Rob Griggs, guide to the billionaires of the world. <laughs> That's right. Shit, dude, we don't even wear yeah, waiters when you're on my boat. When you're on my boat. Let me ask Rob. You got to show him your bankroll. You guys had a podcast a long time ago. I think it was a year or more ago. And Rob said that he doesn't fly or how, you fly business class only was that he true? won't fly yeah he won't fly yeah, no, he won't, first he, class baby <laughs> early first awesome. class he won't fly with the common folk yeah and i refuse to fly first class because then coach is just gonna suck more <laughs> once you get first class baby that's it and my yeah, next but that's, one is the you know rob's clients when rob's clients show up they get off the g4 and they expect to get into the g4z's exactly <laughs> That's great. Rob, uh, he told me once. That's just how it is. That he, he doesn't fly with, quote unquote, the stinky people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah stinky. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. Yeah, the stinkiness. Oh. <laughs> hey, that'd be a question I got. So I got a question for you guys as guides on, on fly rods, right? So I one of the things that's always perplexed me is, you know, so I've owned – American-made, handmade rods. I've owned import rods. And, like, like I had a uh, Gray's Stream Flex, 11-foot, three-weight, right, so that I bought off a a friend of ours, Landon, out of Missouri. And I broke it. So I sent it back, and and they got bought by Fenwick, right? So Fenwick tells me, pick any rod you want from our line. We'll send it to you. So I got an 11-foot, three-weight, world-class. It was at my house in two weeks, right? So, like, as a guide, you know, if you got a rod that breaks, I mean, these import rods, right, they, they'll send you a tip piece. They'll send you, like, how's that play out for you guys and what you're picking to, to have as equipment, um, I, you know, compared I, to a, another brand that's, you know, American-made and sure. might have a five- or six-week warranty period, right? I, I can't answer it. Um, and the, the, the reason is, one uh, – Every every guide is every one of us. We don't. We all say different things. They all have different rods. They all have different thoughts about rods. Wait um, and stop right there, Jay. Jay, hold on. 
And because the only reason I, I know can only that, answer wait, for me though. Yeah. Wait, wait, Jay, hold on. I, and I can tell you this because I've guided for you and I like that you as a guide service actually tell your guides, Hey, look, you get pro deals. You need to supply your own rods for your clients. I like that, man. I think that's well, the way it should be. You go ahead. That, that's a tool. If you're not comfortable with your tool, you're damn right. You're mm -hmm. not. If you're a, you're not going to feel confident in a trip. And I try. I, I I and I have bought wonderful rods for the guys, and they just kind of sit there. Um, but I do supply waders and boots. Waders and boots are are a tool also, but that's they're right. passive. They're not. It has nothing to do. With, you know, they got to be. They got to be comfortable for the client. Now, for me personally, with my guide rods, I always got stuff that was easy to purchase and return and had a great warranty. And, 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 and I felt comfortable and lightweight. I felt good with it. It just, I used everything. I used TFOs, uh, BBK TFOs. I used Sage. I, you know, I used lots of different things. But if I, I, I just, you know, I, I felt like I needed to be able to order them quickly online, get them to me quickly, return them quickly, get them back quickly, because that was they're they're a tool, but they're I, I don't know how to say it, but that's one thing I, about TFO. I, I need man. to be I need things to be quick. I don't have time to yeah. you know worry about it coming back in two months, or if I want to make an order, I have to call or or do some, I mean, nowadays everything's online, but our pro deals, if a pro, if a company has a good pro deal and they're working with an outfitter, I want to have a great interface with the computer so I can go on there and boom, done on my phone, get and have the stuff, you know, get to me. Um, that's, that's right now I use sages. <laughs> And, and see, I think that should be. But all the guides use different things. Orbis, and I, some of them use Reddington, some use different things. I, they all use different. They're comfortable with it. And see, and I think as a guide that, that that is their responsibility. It's nice that you offer the rods, you know, hey, man, if something happens, you break a couple rods, whatever, you can use house rods and you'll be good to go. But for, for a real guide, I think you should come in with your own rods. And, you know, waders and boots, That's I think that's on the outfitter to supply that stuff. Uh, that's just me personally, but everything else should be right. on there. Hundred percent. Well, when I was coming up with I'm, with my waders and boots, though, I do a little something different. It's not community property. There's no place where everybody uses. No, I give them to the guy. They have them in their garage. It's there, so they think about them as they take great care of them that way. So it's like awesome. their stuff. If you don't do that, if you have now everybody does something different. But if if you have a community place where all the guys are going to the store before their trip and using the stuff, what happens to it? It gets left wherever it's, yep. it doesn't look good. You know, when my, my, mm. the guy, our guides have their, I give, here's your stuff. It's a lot of stuff, by the way. I think I own the most Reddington boots and waiters <laughs> in the whole state. I, I'm not shitting you. Lots of them. I don't know. Hundreds. <laughs> so you have your own, your own, you have two smalls, you have two mediums, you have three larges, you have two XLs, you have a uh, triple XL, you have, and then boots to match all of them. 10s, 11s, triples. That's in everybody's garage for the full-time guy. See, that's kick-ass, dude. They're going to take care of them because that's their stuff. Now, when it leaks, they just throw it on my doorstep, and I give them a new <laughs> one, and then I, I replace them. Because yeah. I know that you've got to give your, you gotta give your guides the tools to be awesome. Their job is to catch people, fish, have a great time, make memories. The outfitter or the management, that job is to facilitate that. And so, um, 
back to Rob, you're right. The, their tools, they should be, they should purchase those on their own. That's their tools. You can't even try to, to figure that. No, you could reimburse. And I do. Part of their pay is reimbursable, by the way, Rob. So a chunk of everybody's pay is there's a certain portion. There's a known quantity of how much you spend a day on gas, equipment, equipment for the future. So that there's a reimbursable portion of that. And that's, we know that they need to do their own rods and flies flies too. You know, they, they pick yep. what's working. They, you have to be comfortable. That's the biggest thing. That's another thing about you talking about fly fishing. If you believe it will work, it will work. Size, shape, and silhouette is really the most Amen. important thing. That's it, doesn't it even man. Matter what the That's why I suck out of a boat. <laughs> well, because dude, I agree with that too. The guide needs to show up with his own flies, his own leaders, his own tippet, his own thingamabobbers. If he's get, if he's guiding out of a boat, he needs to take care of the gas. He needs. I mean, that's yes. on the guide. That's stuff that we should be taking care of. Now, Correct. as an outfitter. You know, anything beyond that is I personally think and Jay and I mean, I know I've worked with you on this, but uh, I think it's awesome that you take care of the lunches, dude. That's kick ass, dude. And so, I mean, well, yeah, and I got to tell you, yeah, it, it takes a little bit away. Like a, 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 now we Boxwood hasn't opened yet. I haven't mentioned that, but it's the fishing hasn't been good. We, we're opening it June one. But anyways. The, one of the special things about going there was having the lunch and sitting with your friends on the patio. And, and that's sad yeah. that that's going to be gone. Um, but what we did do is we, we made all these nooks around the property, like little uh, picnic nooks. So people could take their picnic lunch and go have their own little grotto area. So it's really nice. cool. So they can bring a bottle of wine and have their little date thing. Or if it's a, if, or if it's a corporate group, we spaced out, the patio so it will fit enough people and, and, and that, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's part of me is happy. Cause I'm like, well, that was a lot of work. And the other part is like, well, we made this. But other, dude, that's it's what another, it's another thing that they can do. That's what if, set a uh, boxwood apart though. Jay is because you, you, we, we, and you still do that hot lunch, man. I mean, that true. is what, what you're paying for the experience, man, is, I mean, you're, right. you're watching the guides all day and then, you know what, they're going to cook us lunch. Dude, that's even more awesome, you know? And I mean, I'm that's what I was telling these guys last night. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I ever got into Boxwood was by offering to cook. Even the, even the <laughs> yeah. shore side lunch that they're, they're doing on other places where the guides are bringing their picnic lunch and they put it on the table and some of the guides have a tablecloth. That was special, and that meant a lot to the – that is gone. So I, yeah. I, I'd be curious at the end of the season because I don't have any in, in evidence. I don't have any facts. I'd be curious what the guides think about that, what the clients think about that. Like, what did it feel different? Did, did, you know, I don't know. Well, and like I said, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast. Sorry, BJ. The last podcast, Jay, is I, I told these guys, I was like, you know, out of this whole thing, that's what sucks because – being a guide on the water, you can't control the flows, you can't control the hatches, you can't control anything, but you can control the lunch. And if you have a great lunch, You're that right. can maybe turn the day around, but now that they're kind of taking it away because of coronavirus and all that, but that just sucks, man. It's like you know one what? more thing. It's gone. You're 100% right about that. I was talking to Ben today, and I didn't even think about that because I was like, you know what? Maybe we won't do lunches in the future, and, and that will be okay. But hearing what you just said, it's true. It is it's true, true, man. It's mm -hmm. true. I, I mean, it's the only thing. Trip, 
uh, with Nick. I helped guide a trip with Nick two years ago. Or no, it was last year. And Nick uh, does a great public water lunch. And he brought out the onions the, in the in the, the freaking – what are those things that make guacamole? They're, Dude! Uh, avocados. Avocados. Oh, yeah. He sliced <laughs> avocados. He had bread set aside. He had the meat kind of all rolled up. Um, he took Thank the God sandwich nobody and said disassembled Mexican. it. He I just did. assembled the sandwich, and he, and he, it looked beautiful. And I'm like, "Wow, Nick, this!" And they were like, "Super impressed." I'm like, and he's like, "That's how you do it." I'm like, "Wow," and, and that you're right. That probably meant a lot. It meant a lot to me, and I was just there as a guide helping him out. Dude, well, you remember Jay? I mean, at Rainbow Falls, man. When I first started guiding, I did a streamside guacamole. You know, I mean, I would make up the avocados and stuff right there, cut it up and, and all that. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know you then when I was first started guiding. I, but uh, No, but I met I you mean, at Rainbow Falls. You were guiding. I was with Dave checking out the property. It was actually when we first yeah. started guiding Rainbow Falls, and you were there. Um, I don't yeah, remember that's, your lunch, but <laughs> – Anyway, but I used to do like a, bring, a cool, not, now it's just going to be a Lunchable and you're going to wipe it down with a sanitizing wipe and hand it to your rubber gloves. Dave Kim. But the love will be there. <laughs> Here's Kim. all I'm saying. What, if, if and when I, I fly out there and, and the six of us go to Boxwood, I'm flying out with three tri-tips for my local butcher wow. and we're going to smoke oh, them bitches. And I don't care how close we get to each other. Hey, I love yeah, that, baby. I love it. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> yes. We're in. Dude, BJ, you come out. I'll fly down there that day. You get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, well. Well, oh, think about it. So and there's are. one more. Jay, wait. There's one more thing, and I keep screaming, and nobody listens, and I've been screaming at you this, and I got my pen out because I'm pointing thought- at you. Dude, you need to start doing guide trips at night at Rainbow Falls. I already I can't have, say any. We hold on. We did one last year. It, it was, was sweet. It was sweet. And but no, you're right. That is something we need to start thinking about. I, I, uh, I thought about it. This is not. It hasn't left my mind. Um, you know what the problem always came up was? These guys, they're going doing another trip the next morning. So yep. it's not a big selling point for the guide. I think it would be for the client. Another thing, you know, the the, the concern over it's not. It could it can be dangerous walking around at night. I went mousing with Jeremy on the dream stream and it was a different world. I mean it's it's unbelievable. It's yep. yep. if nobody if you haven't night fished before with a mouse or something, you could you should go do it because it's it's not it the feelings and the sensory, it's it's the craziest thing ever. Oh. You're because your light's not on. you you take your no. headlight off. You only use your headlamp to get like down to the water or whatever and turn it off. Then you activate. And when you get a fish on. Oh, well, I didn't catch anything. That oh, <laughs> <laughs> but just casting and not and you're 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 guessing with your fingers. It's all by feel. How far something is. It's the coolest thing. Uh, you should you should. I don't know if there's an expert on night night fishing with mice, but if you can get that guy on or woman, that'd be a cool podcast too. Because it's I it was different. It was it was amazing. Anyways, I love uh, night fishing, but we never. I know. I know there's a clientele for it, dude. Mm -hmm. June June 2nd, we're about 87%. Tom's got a clinic going on up there, and he did that. So Troublesome Creek, another one of our private properties, has a pretty badass lake situation going on. Yeah, they got tiger trout in it, browns. Dude. 
rookies. For what and, you're um, it, we did a so he did a night trip there last year, and it, it they caught some fish, and it was it was pretty neat. Um, the one thing Tom did said is how exhausted he was, though. Like he had a trip the next day, and it was it was. He almost said, "You got to schedule without a trip uh, next to it." But but if you have ever booked trips, it's so hard to try to accommodate. You know, you know, they'll say, "Well, can you put me on these uh, different rivers in three days in a row?" Because it'll be a lot easier for me. I can camp. You can't do that. I mean, it's so hard to try mm-hmm. to figure out. You know, well, he's got a night trip, so I can't. Book, you know, that that's hard for me uh, booking wise. But but anyways. Well, that's the thing, man. I I tried to book it just one week a month during full moon. That was it. That was uh, yeah, it. There you go. You know, it, that was all I did. So I mean, in those days, so I didn't I got, guide. I got to call you, and I got to kind of go over the specifics because there's pro- there's right. more info that you're not telling me. So th- that's yeah. like that's an important thing. Oh, this is not an all time. This is just once a month. One. That's, yep. One. That's one actually week a great. Month. Nice. Yeah, when you got the moon, when you got the moon for it. Yep, that's exactly yeah, you right. About six days <laughs> from. About ninety percent okay. to wax. So. We got to talk more about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be great if you came up here with Ben, and then we talked about it personally. There yeah, you go. We were planning. We wanted to do a trip there, and then uh, you know, I'm not going to be doing too much travel, and it has nothing to do with being worried. It has to do with budget and money. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. I canceled our trip to New York. I'm not going there. My wife and kids are going, but I'm going to stay back because I I, I got to book trips, and you know. If I'm not doing it, then I'm paying somebody else to do it, and then that just kind of changes the whole. It doesn't make sense. So well, I'll be down there. Might this not summer. be this year, but next year. It's all right. I'll mm-hmm. be down there. So, Steve, what time are we at, dude? We're about an hour and a half, boys. Oh you my god! What we dude. could do is drive our asses up there, and you if, sure the uh, hell can. You know, we could just all drive separately, so we're distancing, and everybody can, uh, you know, bring all your rods in your ultimate rod case on top of your rig. Because I mean, I know we got our homeboys here, but we do have another sponsor as well. So, you know, we should probably. It's amazing. Yeah, we should probably segue into that one too. So, this podcast is also brought to you by Ultimate Rod Case. If safeguarding your rods and reels is as important as the convenience of arriving with your gear pre-rigged and ready to go, then looking look no further than the Ultimate Rod Case. The Ultimate Rod Case is fused together from two solid pieces of 16-gauge diamond plate aluminum combined with stainless steel components creating a completely rust-free rod case, which mounts to any roof, ladder rack, you name it. You can put them on trailers, drift boats, you can put it on your wheelchair, whatever you want. Your rods and reels are completely protected and closed in an internal PVC rod tube, which are hand-packed and insulated for thermal protection. With the longest warranty in the industry, Ultimate Rod Case also protects your peace of mind. And they're handcrafted in Colorado Springs by the McCoy family. They've got a bunch of different options from two rod, four rod, eight rod. They're even doing a 12 rod now, uh, ranging in nine foot up to 12 foot. They got a lot of stuff to offer. So check out their website, ultimaterodcase.com, and uh, you know, mention the podcast and they'll they'll hook you up. Dude, Bam. I, I, I love am it. a proud owner of a URC and I love it. I got the four packer and I have never had a problem with the key. It is sturdy as a freaking stallion on the roof and no problems. And also several of our guides do. And in fact, Gino 
who is quite the, you know, playboy, he tricked out <laughs> his aunt's RAV4. What? <laughs> I mean, you've never seen a RAV4 that is such a fucking awesome vehicle. He's like, well, my Toyota 4Runner's got 757,000 miles. It's time I get something else. So he bought a RAV4. It looks like, uh, do you, are you guys old enough to play Moon Patrol? You guys are. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It looks exactly... I mean, the first time I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, you bought Moon Patrol. <laughs> oh, shit. And Rob, Rob, an, Rob's too old to play Moon Patrol. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I am that old. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. So, so, oh, you so, don't? Oh, yeah. I'm the only one. Oh, you. <laughs> I Dude, I'll game. tell you, T, like, when the, the trip that I just got back from on the mile... I had, I've got two ultimate rod cases on my rig. Uh, Kurt had one on his, Chris had one on his. And so when we're like, okay, well, we're going to go do this. And we all jump in one rig. It's like, open the back, take the rods out of this one, put my rod in yours, put one of mine in here and put one of his in there. And you just go in one rig. So it's like, I love it. Everybody being hooked up with the same rod case. It's like, shit, man, it's so versatile. Huh. That's, that's same awesome. here, man. I got mine and I love mine, dude. I love it. Love it, and so hell yeah, yeah. Say Earl, no to plastic. Earl and Brown, uh, right? We got Bron's got one. Marcelo has one. Ben has one. Gino. Is that it? Gino, Gino has one. That's Dude, a lot. Put that's... the eight pack on that sucker. I mean, damn. Yep. that's ready for yep. sixteen next. I don't even know. But... <laughs> Dude, the nice thing, the nice thing about that, I mean, the Rav Four is short enough that you can get on it, and that rod case is stout enough that you can fish off it. So you can get like make, pull next to the river and have this nice elevated fishing platform that's for. Flat no, you're kidding, right? No, you're kidding. Go to the Ultimate Rod Case website. Look at no, their uh, look at right their now. gallery, and you'll see dudes fishing standing on top of them. No shit. I couldn't stand on top of one. Well, no, it wouldn't hold my weight, but someone smaller than me could. <laughs> I couldn't. couldn't. Don't we? Get up there. No, there's Don't a picture we... out there of two dudes, two grown men that's standing awesome. on the rod case. I, I wouldn't suggest it, but that's pretty cool. Hey, don't we still have a question for Gino Sade from like a year ago? Oh, my God. oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him on too. Oh, you definitely need to get him on. We've been saving a question for at least a year from, uh, who was that from? Oh, yeah, definitely a year. Ez Ezra? Ezra something or Something other? like that. You you yeah. need to uh, get him on the show, and he'll, get, he'll give you a better guide point of view. Um, we, ben? I, I want to jump back to the fishing report because I forgot what I wanted to talk about and how much I love fucking – you guys have talked about you love fucking me too. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? The only uh, I only got out twice uh, in the last couple months, uh, and I went once with Ben and his son. I took my son. He's he's seven. Ben's son is five or six. Ben he's six, yeah. And then uh, I went with my twelve-year-old uh, uh, not that long ago. And uh, the the with Ben's son, we went and we we targeted a sucker spawn. So Hell yeah, Tapio baby. If if there's listeners out there, whatever you know, you have kids, and that it's that time of year. My God, it was the best fishing experience that he's ever had. He loved every second. He caught the most fish, you know, we've ever caught. 
Uh, it, it was just a wonderful time with him. And then I took my 12 year old. We tried to target carp, but you couldn't see in the river. So we're at this, you know, right across from my house stadium on the South Platte River. We couldn't see the carp, but he was my uh, JP was just tight lining um, with a, you know, one fly and, and, and a little bit of weight to get it down. And he hooked two suckers in that hole. And he was the only one that caught fish that day. And he had a blast. I'm like, you know what? That's a really underappreciated fish. I think you guys talked about this before, but the wild natives. It's yep. fantastic when you when you catch something, right? And, especially know, with kids. Especially, yes, kids it was like kids don't that, care. It was one of my favorite trips that I've done with my kids. Honestly, was just taking James uh, to with Ben. Ben had to sc- do a little scouting. He found it. He found the he found the pod. And, uh... <laughs> Rape. Rape Dude, reds. other people, and I'm not hey, going to name hey, names. Hey, hey, I'm hey, not going to name names. It was names. the one. But you, you can have a whole show about suckers. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about my fishing experience. I'll just kids. say that the uh, the irony of the mind the red guy raping sucker reds is not lost on me. <laughs> I, I, I did not say that. I said find the pod. Oh, pod oh. They were, so, you were, so you were targeting staging fish. <laughs> yeah, they were course. staging in the slower water. Uh, I got you. Okay, okay. Pre-spawn. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they, but they I saw it. It was yeah. one of my favorite times yeah. fishing with my son. And when we went carp fishing, and we were, he would just mess around in muddy water, and he caught a couple. And those things ate that fly. <laughs> it was a great day. Dave Kemp was there. Yeah. Dave didn't catch anything. I As didn't usual. catch anything. And my son caught two nice. They're big, too. Dude, I'll tell you, the one thing when you take kids fishing – it doesn't matter what they catch. They will want to come back if they catch stuff. And if it's you know, pretty, pretty regular action, you know, they get bored quickly. The attention span's shorter than mine most times. And it's like, if, if you can get them into fish, it doesn't matter what the hell it is. They're going to want to go again. And oh, another yeah, thing yeah. about fly fishing, why it's great for kids, putting on waders. You, you're yeah. like a superhero. You can go in the water. You don't get yep. wet. If you have kids out there and you want to get them into fishing, get them into fly fishing. You're not dealing with bait. You're not, the kids are, it's adventurous. It's active. It's it's weird because you think fly fishing, oh, it's complicated. It's easier. Actually, it's way more active and and a lot of fun for kids. They're putting on waders. They're going up. So there's a lot of, there's a whole blog there probably in a show about kids fishing, but it was a great time. And, and Ben found the pod of pre-spun suckers. It was really this. fun. This is very yeah. If important. we know anybody that does a blog, we'll let them listen, know. Listen, Scott, this is an important point. You did bring up the mind, the red situation. And I did. I was, I'm the master of segues, Ben. Okay. So I was tormented about this. Like, well, clearly I was torn. Knows. Well, you got to hear the whole story. I'm listening. I forgot to mention all this too. This has to do with the state. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna. I'll be right back. So, okay. so as I was looking for trout that were not necessarily lake run in that particular area, but maybe they were, but it was they had to be very carefully not doing the right thing. Anyway, I, <laughs> I came across a clinking glass of ice and and some suckers. And there you go. I was told by the Division of Wildlife Officer that was at that particular state park that they were currently electroshocking and throwing those suckers on the bank, encouraging 
murder, essentially, of those suckers, one way or another. So, as the Mind the Red uh, ethos says, make an individual decision based on your situation. So, at that moment, I thought to myself, well, the state has decided that they want to euthanize these suckers. So, taking our five- and six-year-old children to catch them on the fly was not a situation that I needed to feel bad about. <laughs> I don't even think you need to, to, to have any explanation. It's nice that you did, but it was a great time with suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn and right. If you're, on, if you're on a guided trip and the only thing you catch is a few suckers, that's not a great guided trip, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, suckers have saved my day before, man. I can't but lie. You, but you had some tug, and that was it was yep. fun. And I've been skunked on plenty of you know saltwater trips and things like that where you didn't get your target species or whatever, and you still enjoy all the different aspects of it. If there was some equivalent of the ocean sucker, and the guy brought me in there, dogfish, a, a couple of those on the fly, maybe that would have been fish. awesome. Mud sharks. Yeah. No, ladyfish are awesome. Hell yeah, they are. They're the freaking. I I mean, when I go to Florida, it's awesome. You hook a ladyfish. That's not poor a, man's tarpon. A, yeah, poor man's tarpon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so the sucker, anyway. My son, who we've gone and caught, I don't even know years worth of trout. But that day catching suckers for him, he's like, Dad, I want to put this fish on a canvas on my wall. Like he, you should so mount that. You should get a. You should get a, one of those mounts of a sucker. Like he's like, I did it myself. You should. Man. I rolled. Uh, that you would be the only one to do it. It'd be awesome. And Jay, you should get a mount of a merganser. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, a seagull. Duck. A seagull. seagull. <laughs> so the, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna do that. That's my mission. The next, the next sucker that I catch over 20 inches is going on a mount, and the next whitefish I catch over 20 inches is going on a mount. Replicas, of course, because I catch and release. Hell yeah, hell yeah. The same with all of those suckers. Even though he wanted to bring them home, smoke them, and eat them, or turn them into ceviche like Jay does with mergansers. Morganza uh, <laughs> ceviche. That sounds not bad. Oh my god, that's something, Ben. You just came up with something. Morganza ceviche. That sounds terrifying. Dude. I mean, there's only so many high-end restaurants. That's good. Yeah. Well, we carp's good for it too. Yeah. You know, the lady at the store today. So I went to get some stuff for my crab oil. This, I, I, you ever been to the H Mart, Ben? Yeah, I love that place. I'd never been, but I couldn't find uh, seafood for the boil we're having tomorrow, so I went to the H Mart, which it's uh, like an Asian, giant Asian supermarket. They have everything. It's amazing. Fish. There was carp there. Straight from Wuhan. Carp. Yep. For, for food. I want to eat. And so I'm like, you know what? They they came to this country for food. We should really be trying that. Dude, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I went to the H Mart when the whole Corona thing, when the Wuhan thing just blew up because all the grocery stores were, you know, people were lining up buying their, you know, their SUV full of toilet paper and all the bullshit and all the meat was gone. Everything was gone. And I was talking to my 18 year old son and I'm like, dude, I bet there ain't nobody at the Asian market right now because it was all (laughs) China virus. Right. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it. So we, we literally, we drove up to the H Mart. 
walked in there and we had a little game going. We were counting uh, masks. So there were like 15 people in there that were wearing masks. But dude, their meat selection, their seafood selection. And I even posted a picture that day on Facebook of carp ready for sale. <laughs> it's it, it Ben, you gotta go. Uh, the H Mart. It, it was it was like a vacation away from. It was like you know I go to the supermarket all the time, but it's like a vacation away from a supermarket to a better supermarket with something different. Yeah. I had a great time. I'm gonna go back and, and I, I'm just dude. That place is awesome. Go oh to the like, seafood. Oh was my, amazing. dude, you can't even imagine the stuff that you find there though i mean they've got every different kind of like asian well, food product the everything. sauces the different pot all the stuff where when you go to those asian restaurants and you get that shit that doesn't taste that good anywhere else you can buy the stuff to make that you can at, get that, sauces and different yeah. things i mean they had every cut of meat they had everything you know who's they not had, a sponsor had, of this podcast h mart uh, the h mart yeah they might be after this. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be. <laughs> hey, well, uh, Jay and Ben, I hate to uh, be the man, but uh, All right. I got, I gotta go. <laughs> Dude, they, I will say that the H Mart yeah. does indirectly sponsor the podcast, but you they guys, buy all, they buy all my car pop for me. Oh my car, <laughs> beautiful. You guys keep continuing if you need to. Uh, uh, I miss you two guys bunches. Oh, dude, nobody's going to listen to this entire episode, so I think yeah. maybe we could probably wrap it up. We're at two hours and 45 minutes. Or we could keep All going right, and we'll, make we'll two episodes. Going. We could make two episodes watch, out of it. I gotta go watch our shows with my wife. Don't leave on my account, but I gotta roll out. Jay, what are you watching? See? All right. Actually, that's another thing. It has nothing to do with fly fishing. I'm not going to even talk about what I'm watching because that's just not. It's not. Even, it's, it's so off the topic and it's embarrassing. So I don't even want to talk All right. about it. Oh, okay. dang! Yeah. You watching the, the the midwife or whatever that one's called? Huh? Yeah, it's similar. <laughs> it's a good right. show though. All right, guys. I'm heading out. I'm going fishing in the morning. Right on, Damn. Guys. Thank you for having us on hey, the Hey, thank you guys, man. Yep. Appreciate to come back again. You guys appreciate time. it. Thank you guys. That's super fun. And thanks to everybody who listened. And thanks to everybody who goes fishing. And, and keep on keeping on. It'll be okay. Yeah. Thanks, We're going to be all right. Yep. Right on. You guys have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Peace dude. out. Right on. Bye.